0: My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of FatCo, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At FatCo, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. People are saying, "Oh yeah, when you're Finals MVP, you are not the best player on the planet." To me, that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate, LeBron James? That's who y'all gotta start start appreciating, and you gotta stop disrespecting this man. What it do baby ladies and gentlemen welcome to the prideful takes podcast as always it is the ugliest dude on the internet pride I am joined by probably the only man I know on planet earth that gives you information faster and more accurate than Siri We call him stack guy however His government name is Dustin Dustin the brain how you feeling bro Good pride I've missed you how you been You know, I'm alive. I am alive, barely. Like, there's a pulse. It's barely there. But for some reason, I can't let go. I mean, I have kids, so I kind of have no choice. (laughs) This was originally going to be an all-NBA edition of the show. We were going to go through the entire playoffs. But the NFL just does not want to sleep. God bless this man, by the way. I'm gonna say something, it might be controversial. Dustin, if you think it's controversial, you let me know. Um, Denzel Ward, he's gonna get for he agreed to a five-year, a hundred million dollar deal. or oh, I'm sorry, a hundred point five million dollar deal. Like that makes a difference. And it makes him guaranteed. Yeah, it makes him the highest paid cornerback in the game. Now, let me just preface this by saying, I like Denzel Ward. I really do. I like him. <laughs> This is the cornerback version of Christian. Curry. Like, I don't know why they threw all that money at him. Again, God bless him. God bless him. Andy Price says, That guy, how did Bronze getting all this money? Look, man, if you think this is bad, bro, the, the Rams will you. blow your mind. Yeah, to say, the Rams gonna blow your mind, bro. They're gonna blow your mind. Uh, I just, again, Dustin, if I'm bugging you, let me know. But this just, this is like the cornerback version of Christian Kirk where sure he's solid, but you are now taking, you're taking a very big risk and this contract is longer and pays more. So Dustin, we were talking about it earlier or before the show, you said you're not a fan of this deal. Like you don't think he was worth it. I mean, I'm a fan of the five-year deal,
1: but I'm not a fan of him getting twenty million dollars a year. I'm not a fan of him getting seventy-one million dollars guaranteed. Hmm. Um, when you're get, when you're getting twenty million dollars a year, you need to be at that Stefan Gilmore, Josh Norman level when they were in their prime, Darrell Revis level when they were in their prime, where any Taylor ball that Ramsey. goes in their, any ball that goes in their direction is either incomplete or picked off. Yes, that's not Denzel Ward. He doesn't give you a ton of interceptions. Yes, he breaks passes up and makes plays, but he's not that playmaker receiver that Trevon Diggs was last year when Diggs had the 11 interceptions. He is still – I'm still going to say he's a top-10 corner because he is a legitimate top-10 corner, but $20 million for a cornerback to me is outrageous. What the receivers were making on the open market this year was outrageous. I think a five-year – 85 million dollar deal would have did him just five years 75 million dollar deal with like 50 or 60 million dollars guaranteed i think that would have been a perfect contract but now the problem with the browns is you just gave this man 100 million dollars 71 million dollars you have to give to him no matter what Mm -hmm. you just gave deshaun watson 240 million dollars with all of it guaranteed to him no matter what and he might not even be able to play this year we don't know Plus you still have Baker Mayfield sitting there who's gonna get around 15 to 16 million this year to be a backup or a starter if Deshaun Watson can't play. So with all that money tied up in those three people, what are you gonna do when Nick Chubb needs a new contract? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when David Njoku needs a new contract or when Amari Cooper needs a new contract? Like what do you plan to do to your roster at that point?
0: And it's funny because when I saw this deal that is actually the first thing I thought of. Like, wait a minute, uh, what about Nick Chubb? He just got he just got a Nick like, Chubb
1: contract, basically.
0: Right, like he that's basically what he did. Like, this is the contract I would have expected them to hand Nick Chubb. And again, I wouldn't be mad at them for doing that. But it's 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 very bizarre. Someone did make Anthony Price made a very good point. He's very he is good for his age, and the fact that he's twenty four. I, I'll be honest. If you're going to defend this 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 deal, this is where you have to start. You have to start that, like you said, and you and I in agreement, he is a top 10 corner. He's a top 10 corner in this league. At worst, he's a top 15. At worst, and that is just because when you start getting to the 10 and 15, it's now based on who you like a little more, who is more favorable to your eye, right? Right. But in my opinion, we both agree he's a top 10 quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Coupled that with the fact that he's only 24 years old, it, it 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 gives me the vibe of a of a Michael Porter Jr. contract. If 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 we could parlay this into basketball where you're good now and we're paying you because the projection of what we see is like being, so much higher, exactly. So like now, I personally don't like the, the again. I'm with you with the five year deal. Maybe maybe if it's a five year eighty million, it's a little more palatable. Because like if 20, you're twenty-four,
1: you give him a five year eighty million dollar deal that puts him at twenty nine, you can turn right around and re sign him to another five year eighty million dollar deal if you want to, because he's still twenty nine.
0: And you're good, exactly. Um uh someone said okay, so Andre says he's easily top ten to me. I'm glad we all agree. Um and Cleveland and listen. Cleveland is trying to go all in.
1: They have no but, choice.
0: Right. Not, once you got a, after the After what
1: the AFC West decided they wanted to do this offseason, no any they other team in the AFC has no choice but to go all in at this point.
0: Which, again, kind of baffles my mind, and maybe it's just me, but it baffles on my mind on why they still haven't brought back Jarvis Landry.
1: Like. That they brought back Amari Cooper. Or they brought in Amari Cooper.
0: Jarvis is better than Amari. No, I know it I, is. is. I, I, it. I, see, I'm glad you said that cuz every time I say that people get mad at me and the people who get mad at me are just in essence, you know, they're just Dallas Cowboys fans who gets mad, right? But in my to, in my opinion, not only do I think Jarvis Landry is better, I think Jarvis Landry is one of the most disrespected like wide receivers in the game. 110%.
1: Um,
0: Grid on said a greeting. He says Debo won't be, um, won't be participating in offseason um, training. I don't really see a problem with it. AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin won't be participating as well. Thoughts now, maybe it's just me, but when I look at offseason training, I don't, if a guy misses it, I don't think it's that big a deal. That's just me. Um, my thing is, if a guy tells you I'm missing offseason and into the foreseeable future because you're not giving me, let's say, a contract. Then I would be concerned, but again, just missing just missing like like some of those off season training things that's not really that official. those don't really you know to me, it doesn't really matter. yeah, the thing that I don't
1: like about it though is they're kind of backing themselves into a corner because you look at the wide receiver market all off season mm. and when when Christian Kirk got the contract he got. He set the market for everybody because the money that he got, he was not worth. He is not worth twenty one million dollars a year under any circumstance. And I don't I care like this. I, I, I don't like I too. like
0: him, but no way. But now no, you have guys.
1: Like, now you have guys like this. Is AJ Brown worth twenty one million? I, I would say AJ Brown is about twenty twenty one million. Not is not, Terry McLaurin twenty one million? No, but you know that's what he's going to ask for because that's what Christian Kirk got. That's what some of these other guys got, and then Debo. Debo's definitely worth twenty one million. He's worth probably $25 million because he can do so much more. But now you're looking at a situation where if Debo gets, let's just say, a five-year $125 million deal. You know that's what A.J. Brown's going to want. You know that's what uh, Terry McLaurin's going to want, and those players just aren't worth the kind of money that Devontae Adams got and some of these guys got. And after what we saw, this free agency and how the market just blew up the way it did, every player that wants a new deal from here on out is going to want the kind of money that everybody got before them. Whether they're worth it or not, and teams are going to be forced to give them that money, otherwise, they're not going to have them.
0: Which again, to me, I don't, I don't like it, and the only reason I don't like it is think about it. Like, and again, look, like, look, like, let's be honest. Terry McLaurin is better than Christian Kirk, right? But is he worth twenty a year? No, no I
1: said Christian Kirk was only worth fifteen million. So if right. he's only worth fifteen million, Terry I should be worth 11, 17
0: 17, to 17 or 20, I, I wouldn't be mad. I would be mad at 17, right? But, again, once you have guys like Christian Kirk, who was the third best receiver on his team at best, it kind of puts them in a weird situation. So, um, and, again, like and, – and this is – and someone says, do you think wars exception would change the quarterback, the quarterback market? 110%. He's the highest paid corner. And I think you can – like I said – is he is he Jair Alexander? No. Is he Jalen Ramsey? No JC Jackson is on the come up. I thought he reset the market. Brown said LOL good one and then look what they did. So funny thing is that you
1: brought that up now though. They were talking about it in uh, Wisconsin today about Jair Alexander and his upcoming contract
0: and how mm-hmm. Jair
1: how Jair is wants to get paid and all this stuff. The Packers said the, the Packers said the most they would be willing to give Jair is 17 million dollars. And he's now that Denzel even... now that Denzel Ward got what he got, you know damn well that Jair is gonna want okay. at least 20 million dollars a year minimum. And right. after the Aaron Rodgers contract, how can the Packers afford him?
0: He's gone. He's gone 110%. And and again, Andre Doubledown says he won't be a Packer anymore. And it's, it's true because again, like and and, and, and right ready the sad part about it, I guarantee. That they want to pay him. They Green do. Bay wants to pay Jair Alexander, but they can't. They can't. It's the reason why they got rid of Devontae Adams. That is the reason why they they wanted to keep them. And guess what? You lost. You lost him. You lost Marquez Valdez Scantling. And guess who you got to replace him? They're, An they're, aging
1: Sammy Watkins that has not played a full season since his rookie year.
0: That's your number one receiver. God let And ready to hit the funny part? Week five, the Aaron Rodgers supporters. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Look at, He has nothing. Poor Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be his fault too. Uh, Tra- Trayvon Diggs and Travedia- Travedia- uh, Tredavious White probably going to want that amount of points. Look. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs, Diggs has another. 45. If Trayvon Diggs puts up
1: another year like he did last year, he'll get it. Just because you have eleven interceptions a year, you're getting paid.
0: Which even if you give up, even if you
1: give up the big plays after that, you're still making plays.
0: At this point, bro, they're just throwing away money. They really are.
1: Denzel, I want, Ward. One, of their, I want one of their money trees in my backyard where I'm I can just sick. shake it when I want a million dollars to be here. I need money now.
0: Denzel Ward, God bless you. Like real talk, bro. God bless you, man. Because this, it's, it's good. It's wild, bro. But. Now, let's get back to straight-up basketball. Playoff basketball has been happening. Um, there are some series that I've been looking at, and frankly, I don't give a shit about. Um, I'll, as time goes on, I'll let you guys know which ones I care and don't care about. There's been a few that has been getting my attention. We're going to start off with one that I frankly at this point don't give a shit about. There's one that I don't care like, about. That's Boston and Brooklyn. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> Listen, I said Bulls in six. You know what? Milwaukee in three. Don't don't piss me off. But Jazz and Mavs, I don't care about this one. And let me explain why before people get mad at me.
1: Lucas out. I don't
0: care. It Exactly. That is the only reason why I don't care. I think Spencer Dinwiddie could probably get you a game, but even then, I feel like okay. that's a stretch. I feel like even then, that's a stretch. Um, the Jazz ninety nine to ninety three. The Mavs had a lot of opportunities. They would. The problem was, especially in the second half, they would go on a great run, on a run that you're like, yeah, I like it, and then they would just, bleh, for like three possessions straight.
1: This is yeah. This was like one of the two series that I had going seven games when the series came out. Yep. But without Luka Doncic, it's not going to no. go. If Dallas not like does not, if Dallas doesn't win. If Dallas doesn't win game two, they're getting swept. And the only reason why I say that is Utah has always been one of the toughest places to play, regardless of its playoffs or regular season. So if Dallas does, I don't see Dallas winning game three and four. So unless they can figure out a way to win game two without Luka, they're going to get swept.
0: Yep. And by the way, Luka Doncic is hurt. So that's kind of why, especially towards the end. um, Anybody says, Suns will sweep, Sixers will sweep, Heat will sweep, Warriors will sweep. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, obviously, um, Donovan Mitchell dropped thirty-two. Mike Conley gave you thirteen. There's one person I want to talk about: Rudy Gobert. Um, I think he only had he only had one shot attempt. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people are saying, "Well, oh, poor Rudy, poor Rudy." I'm gonna say something, and Dustin, you're the smart guy, so I want you to check me if I'm out of pocket. People are saying you got to give the ball to Rudy Gobert. When was the last time Rudy Gobert had any any type of package with his back to the basket?
1: Probably his rookie year. That was about it.
0: <laughs> Thank you for coming to my tent. And he's been here for a while. Ten years. He's he's been here for a while now, right? He's been here for a while. People are saying, "Oh, you got to get the ball to-. He has no like. You got like people bitch about Ben Simmons not having uh so you know um uh, some being able to have his back to the basket Rudy Gobert's worse. Listen, a Clay Thompson who came back off of missing two years was pushing him out the paint. What am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with that? The
1: only good the only good he brings to the table is going to get you fifteen to twenty rebounds. He's going to get you five maybe six blocks a night. And right. if you throw it close to the rim, he can put it down for ten points. That's literally yes. all he can do. And
0: and that's I that's that's why I get frustrated with people, right? Because everybody wants to pretend that Rudy Gobert is this diamond in the rough, and and, and if you rock with him, you know, you'll be good. And my thing I've always asked this, and I've never gotten an answer to this, and I don't know if I ever will all he is is a slightly taller version of Tristan Thompson. And I think that's his peak did this same stuff. The only difference is Tristan Thompson on defense was a little better because he's a little quicker. So he could guard fours a little better and the occasional three.
1: I think that's the biggest thing with Rudy Gobert and why everyone likes him and why everyone kind of wants to beat the dead horse to get him the ball is because you can't teach height and he's seven, three. So he's got the size that you look for, for a guy in the paint. He just—he came from France, so he never needed to utilize any post moves. He never needed to use utilize like any NBA moves because at seven foot three in France, you're like the tallest human in the world. So you literally could just get keep your hands up near like this all game. They could just lob it into you, and all you have to do is literally turn, face the basket, and lay it in. That's not going to work in the NBA. And he found that out when he was playing in the FIBA World Cup. He found that out when he was playing in the Olympics that you can be seven foot three and two hundred and seventy pounds all you want. But you still need some form of offensive game to utilize that size.
0: Exactly. Like, and 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 that's why I keep talking. Now, I'm not saying he's a bum. That's not what I'm saying. But I. This is the first time I've ever in my life have met a player who has legitimate, legitimate, legitimate deficiencies in his game, and people go so. Like, bro, Pete, like. If, if, if there's anything to critique about KD, it's just the fact that the dude is like Henry Stickman, right? He's got no weight on him whatsoever. If, if you can critique Kyrie, is that there are times he gets sensitive and then he does his weird stuff. If, there's, if you can critique James Harden about him be having his entire playoff success or lack thereof and him flaming out, why can't I say Rudy Gobert is not great? He's good, but he's not great. People wonder why he doesn't get the ball, cause the dude he doesn't do anything. He'll get the ball to throw it back out to Bogdanovich. That's that's all he does. That's that's all he brings to the table. Why? Cause he's he's not an offensive threat at all. He's he's just not like. And we're in an era when Joel Embiid is running the floor. Jokic is running the floor. Like, like, bro, DeAndre Ayton has somewhat of a mid range in a in a, a post game.
1: Yep, he's like, basically. In my opinion, Rudy Gobert is basically the poor man's version of Kristaps Porzingis, where they both have that seven foot three body build. Porzingis you would think is this monster in the paint, but all he does is stand out by the perimeter and try to use his athleticism to beat people, which hasn't really worked for him because he's always hurt. And Gobert is just a tall statue that just kind of stands there and uses his length to his advantage on defense, and really doesn't do anything else offensively.
0: No, he doesn't. And and again, there's people going to get mad and go wah, whan wah. wah. Um, why are you so mad? Why are you so mean to him? It's not that I'm being mean. It's just, you should be able to say a guy, if he's not getting touches, why is he not getting touches? Oh, wait, because he can't do anything with them. He, he just, can't, he can't do anything with them. If I give you the ball, he holds the ball. Guess what? They're going to hit you with, with what? Five seconds in the paint. It's, it's just bizarre to me. It's just bizarre. So, so for all the people who are shocked that he only had, like, one shot attempt, I understand something. That's two shot attempts too many. <laughs> like, that's just the reality of the situation. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. But the guy has no offensive presence whatsoever, aside from being an occasional lob threat and sometimes cleaning up. Sometimes. But even then, when he's doing that, I've seen guards force this man out of the paint. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'll probably should go move on to the Dallas Mavericks side. What's the last time we've we seen a big man literally get moved out of the paint by a guard?
1: The only time that I can think is when Ben Simmons or Luka does it just because they're abnormally big for a guard. But outside of that, you don't see that ever happen.
0: Thank you. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. From the mass side of things, though, Dallas Mavericks side of things, let me ask you, is there any adjustments any advice you can give this team, because there are reports that come game three, Luca could potentially be available, but that's basically them forcing him back. Like they would mm-hmm. kind of be a situation where they had no choice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So let's say, let's say you're the coach. What would you recommend? What would you say to the team to try to steal a game? So so that way. Because if I'm not mistaken, they're in Utah right now. Yes, they're in Utah. No, they're in Dallas. Oh, they're in da- Wait, what?
1: Yeah, Dallas is the four seed. Utah's the five.
0: <laughs> I thought it was all the other way around. mm Jazz in fucking three, dog. They're fucked. They're fucked.
1: That's why I said I don't see Dallas winning game three or four in Utah, which makes game two a must win, even without Luka.
0: God damn. Hold on real quick. Uh, is uh, Tatum top ten? Top five. Get out of here. Uh, Aman in the building. We talking some Rudy Gobert, unfortunately, because he's dog shit. Uh, Coach, what it do, baby? And by the way, Aman knows how triggered I get when it comes to to, to Rudy Gobert. He knows how triggered I get. Uh, yeah, it, it, it. you don't even understand. Oh, by the way, we're gonna to get to it in a minute. Me and Aman, like when we when uh when we won against the Nets, we were acting such a mess. Like in our messages, I'm gonna read the Amon. If I have your permission to read them, just let me know. Let me know. Um, Andre, I said it as a jest. I don't think he's top five. I think you could get there in neck by next year. I really do. Right now, I have him legitimately between 13 and 10. I that's where I have him legitimately. I have him between 13 and 10. Um, I personally would have him at 10, but again, I'm a Celtics fan, so I'm I'm a little biased, so that's kind of why I gave myself a buffer, but um, but um, when we get to the Celtics, remind me, Dustin, to read the messages, because I have Amon's, I have Amon's uh, permission. I'm going to read it to you. Bro, me and Amon were awful. We were horrible. Roberto says he's top five, and listen, man, if you want to call him top five, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Trust and believe I have no problem whatsoever. The only reason why me personally, and again, I'm a Celtics fan, so it's kind of hard for me to try to be biased when it comes to Jason Tatum because I love this man. I love him with a passion. The only reason why I'm holding him back was because this year, he started off very, very slow. Now, he won me back as he started to build up some steam, and I was rocking with him. If you want to say top five, I won't argue but me, I I I have to be one. I have no choice but to be slightly, bi- slightly unbiased, just a little bit, just a little bit. So that's just me. Um, he says he's getting MVP votes, probably no first place, but he will and listen. One hundred percent, I do believe he should have gotten a couple votes because of that second, um, the second half of the season. That mm-hmm. burst he did was phenomenal. Now the reason, the only reason he won't get in any first, because of Embiid and Jokic. Right, like Jay Taylor hasn't been consistent all year, right? Like the first half of the year was, was rough, and then he picked it up and all of a sudden went zooming, right? So we'll see, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But Dustin, is there any way that the Mavs could potentially win just a game so that way they won't get swept?
1: Stop playing iso ball because Luca doesn't have the ball. And mm. move the ball and let Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie dictate the offense. Brunson's mm. had a breakout year. He's capable of giving you twenty to twenty-five. Spencer Dinwiddie's Spencer Dinwiddie's done that in Washington. He's capable of giving you twenty to twenty-five one game, so you can steal a game. If there's a chance that Doncic comes back in game three, you need to figure out a way to get game two. Otherwise, it's not going to matter if he comes back
0: or not. No, stop. Mm. Okay. Next game, i want to talk to you about. The Minnesota Timberwolves, which I'll be honest, shocked me, and they shocked me bad. Like I, I really was shocked. They came out, handled their business, stomped the Grizzlies, and I feel bad saying that they stomped them, but I don't care what I don't care what the score is. If you give up over one twenty, I'm I'm saying stomped. Period. That's just me, right? Like it could have been one thirty to one twenty nine, and I'm still saying stomped because. One thirty. Um, now, John ja Morant dropped a cool a cool thirty-two. The problem was he was going up against Carl Anthony Tauch, who dropped twenty-nine, and Anthony Edwards, who dropped thirty-six. So, God bless him. By the way, Patrick Beverly dropped ten points. Oh Double.
1: Then dicks. you had Beasley coming off the. You had Beasley coming off the bench with twenty-three. He'll never play that well again.
0: Yes. Yes, right. So it's like I do like what they did. Uh, the Timberwolves had a very great game, very great. Let's. Not, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna try to take anything from them. However, here is my concern when it comes to the Timberwolves, and why I'm telling people to be a pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to the T Wolves. Like you said, Malik Beasley dropping you another twenty three. Again, I don't know if he can do that. I, I, I in, in my eyes, I don't know if he could do that. And in order to be able to beat this team, they're going to need three guys dropping 20-plus. Now, you have it with Carl Anthony Towns and you have it with Anthony Edwards. D'Angelo Russell has the potential to do it, but we've also seen him kind of, you know, not do it. Right, like it that's that's basically been the biggest knock on him his entire career. It's been a roller coaster with the guy. It's been it's been a wild roller coaster. So um game one, uh Dustin, did this shock you at all? And do you have any advice whatsoever for the Minnesota Timberwolves to not only capitalize on this win but try to maintain a dominant hold for the rest of the series?
1: I think if anything it was a wake up call to Memphis mainly because they've been such a consistently good defensive team all year. I think they picked one of the worst times to play, one of their worst defensive games of the year. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you have to look at it. Yes, you're going to get 29, 30 points from Carl Anthony Towns every night. Yes, Anthony Edwards is going to give you what he gives you every night. D'Angelo Russell has a chance to give you 20 points every night. But you know 9 out of 10 times Beasley's not going to give you 23 points off the bench. No. So if you can even contain him and even have him give you 10 or 12 points – now you're looking at a much closer game than the 131-17 score shows, and we've seen this Grizzlies team go 20 and two without John Morant in the lineup, so they are a very deep and talented team that even with this loss it shouldn't affect them from winning. I had I think I think I picked Memphis to win four to one when the series started, but I'm going to switch it to four to two now just because Minnesota got game one. I think they end up splitting in Memphis and then splitting in Minnesota before Memphis finishes them off, but. This shouldn't really worry Grizzlies fans too much. I think more of anything, it was just a wake-up call to them just to realize we might be the two-seed, but we still have to play like a two-seed.
0: Right, right. And again, like, that, because I, I saw some a couple Grizzlies fans kind of go buck wild, That I'm like, look, I understand. Being down 1-0 against Minnesota, I understand just the name value, it sounds bad. I understand that to an extent. But a, this is a better Minnesota team, better Minnesota Timberwolves team, and B, you guys like like the, the game. In my opinion, the game was way closer than what it shows you on the scoreboard. Yeah, like this definitely, and like you said, this was arguably their worst defensive game, and they still they still had their chances. So shout out to the Grizzlies. But if I'm them, I'm I I worry too much. Uh, next game the 76ers beat the raptors 131 to 111 um james harden had a day
1: this is the game that i want to actually talk about the most of any of them
0: go ahead dustin the floor
1: is yours so this to me was a statement game not just for the eastern conference but for the entire nba playoff field and let me elaborate on why who has been carrying this team all year start to finish
0: how many points did he have? He didn't even have 20. He, he had, had like 18. 19, Nineteen. Yeah. James Harden had what? 22.
1: So the two guys that are supposed to carry your team didn't have typical James Harden and Joel Embiid games. And yet you still dropped 130 because Tyreek's Maxey gave you 38. And Tobias Harris came out and decided that this is how I remember playing basketball in Philadelphia. Now, if you get James Harden to play the James Harden way, if you get Joel Embiid to play the Joel Embiid way, there's not a team in the NBA that's going to want to play this team in a seven game series. And
0: we'll get to that point in a minute because I I do believe there's a couple teams. There's one team. Boston,
1: but you know what I mean. There
0: we go. There we go, boy. Look, I will. I will agree with you with this. Tobias Harris waking up and giving you twenty six. Max, because look, is Maxie going to give you 20, throw 38 again? No. Is he going to give you 30 this series again? Who knows?
1: But you're not going to get 19 from Embiid again. Embiid's going to give you 30 the rest of the way. Harden will give no, you 25, 30 the rest of the that, way.
0: And, and that's what I'm saying, because you know Embiid and, well, we expect Harden, but we know Embiid will do his thing. I think it all really comes back down to Tobias Harris. Like, Will Tobias Harris continuously be this guy that can give you twenty to twenty-five points per game? Like that's really who all this is gonna come down to. I've said this before. If you have to rely on Tyrese Maxey, who's a rookie, solid player, but if you gotta rely on him, you're end up you're gonna end up losing, and that's just the reality of the situation. Tobias Harris is the guy that he's supposed to step up and be a part of that big three. You can't have Maxey being there. You can't because. Right now, Tobias Harris is supposed to be better. He's supposed to. Let's be honest. The reason Tyrese Maxey is getting all these opportunities is, and people are going to get mad at me, but if you're mad, whatever. He's not getting these opportunities because he's so great. He's getting these opportunities because the guy who's supposed to get the opportunity is either passing him up or he can't handle it. So then it falls back on the rookie. So for me, it's like, again, is Maxi going to drop 38? No, but that's not even the concern. Because like you said, Embiid will do his thing. We expect James Harden to do his thing. It's Tobias Harris. 26 points. Just give me 20. Just give me 20. Because if you give him a 20, you're shaving off six points, right? You're shaving off six points. So instead of one 131 to 11, it's what? 126? Yeah, one twenty six to eleven. Still winning. So uh, that's really what it is. And and a hit on the head. Are they going to do that on a consistent level? And again, Tobias Harris needs to step up and be that guy. Because if you don't get it from Tobias Harris, we've seen Tyrese Maxey's drop thirty eight, and then we see him score eight on thirty eight shots. Like we've seen the ink, And it's not a bad thing. It's just because he's young and he just has to learn. So that's fine. But in this playoff setting, you need now again, it's the Raptors. So, you know, you're fine, you're chilling, you're you're superior, you're way better, so it doesn't even matter. But going deeper into the playoffs, it's kind of the same thing. Um, I I mentioned it this morning. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I start Ben Simmons now. Now we'll go into that later, but when you're in the first round of the playoffs, you need certain guys to establish a playoff pecking order. Because the playoff pecking order isn't always the same as the regular season pecking order. Sometimes those are different. And you need to establish a pecking order now so that way you will be able to say, okay, look, this is who we're going to. This is who we expect to give us something, et cetera, et cetera. Because, again, look, I like Tobias Harris. 26, I like it. But if he can't give that to you consistently enough, like I said, it doesn't have to be 26. Just give me 20. You give me twenty, and and we'll be all right. So, to me, that that's really that's really my greatest concern. Um, another game, another series. I should say that I don't care about the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. Again, the only reason I don't care about this, I think this would this would be a great series if if, if they had Murray and MJ uh, Michael Porter Jr. But we'll see. Um, obviously, Jordan Pool, bald. Out like dog J- Jordan Poole, the mere fact he's not, he didn't make the final ballot for most approved player. Um, that award is meaningless this year. Um, I don't care what anybody says, that award means positively absolutely nothing. Um, Golden State won 123 to 107. Um, Jokic did not have the greatest game. Um, Wait a minute! Said Green wanted all the smoke. Jokic is a joke. Settle down, Price. Settle down, Aunt. I love you, Aunt. Settle down. Settle down, Aunt. Relax. Breathe. Wu Sai. You didn't really mean it, Dustin. Um. You think Jokic can get take this game, or take this series to six games? No. Wow. Nope. Nope, and nope. Wow, get that hate
1: out your heart. I don't have a hate out of my heart. It's, may, it's the main fact that Jordan Poole dropped 30 last night and Curry came off the bench. God. You know damn well that Curry's going to get better with every single game. You know damn well that Klay Thompson's going to get better every single game. If this is what you can get from Jordan Poole on the side, plus you had Andre, Andrew Wiggins and Danny or, um, Green over there, Jermon Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Denver doesn't have enough ammo to even guard one through five on this team.
0: Wow, that's crazy. By the way, free, free Jokic. Um, Amon says, uh, right, maybe five, just too much for a man to handle. Um, uh, worries and five at worst. Anthony says, Jokic has nobody to help him. It's over. Probably. And look, I, I'm, I, I know it's over. I just, you called Jokic a joke. All right, all right, brother. I gotta defend him. All right, I
1: mean, the first three letters of his last name are jokes. So,
0: Okay, if you meant it like that, Anthony Pratt, you're going to have to clarify. Because if you meant it like that, we're good. Then we're good, all right? Um, but, again, like you said, Dustin, it, it it's just... Jordan Poole, like, again, Steph came off the bench.
1: He still had 19 points and shot terribly, which goes to show you something.
0: And, again, he shot he shot terribly, and they still won by double digits. God bless America, bro. Like... And and this and again, it really. I'm telling you, Jordan Poole is gonna get paid. Mm-hmm. He is gonna get paid. This kid is spectacular 30 points, nine for 13 from the field, five from seven from three. If that's not having a game, I don't know what is. Um, it really is Jokic yo, your bust. There's really nobody else there that's kind of giving him some help. Um, which is a shame, really is. Uh, again, I. I, I I like Yukich I do want him to be able to win, but at some point it, it, it doesn't matter, you know? Um uh Amand says Yokichim look like an I'll push you joke and slap in the mouth. <laughs> oh, you're foul. You're foul, but it's true. It's true. Hold on. I laughed. Hold on. Great, hold on. Let me look. You're mad? All right, let me go slap him. God, bro. He will let himself go. He used to be such a thug, bro. This dude used to rap about school, and I would get I would get crunk for him, as we used to see back in the day. Now, look at him. What a joke. But yeah, um I I I do think it's gonna be worth I, – I I think he can get a game. I do. Mm-hmm. I think he can get him a game. Um, but yeah, Warriors in
1: five. Since so I don't got much time left, we can just skip over Phoenix and Miami because I think those series are going to be over in four oh, games.
0: Oh yeah, well, I, yeah. I'll, honestly, uh, Miami's a joke, so who cares? Um, um. So we'll do so. Bulls, Bucks, because you're a Bulls fan, so we're gonna have to talk about. Yep. it. Um, the floor is yours. Say as you wish.
1: <sighs> the Bucks should consider themselves fortunate as hell that. <laughs> Rose, Rosen, Zach Levine, and Nikola Vucevic shot 21 of 71. Mm. Because if any one of those three has a typical night where they shoot like they normally shoot, Bucks are losing by double digits. And the sad uh, part is, they I had a
0: 22-5 lead can I in up the you? first quarter. Can and I after one that, up you me? it was all Chicago. Can I one-up you? I do. I think if they don't even have a good night, if they had an N night, I think I think I think you guys are winning by like I'd say by 5.
1: Yeah. And the sad part is with 3 minutes left in the game, they called a Patrick Williams foul and I'm still trying to figure out how that is not over the back on Giannis. And Chicago was winning by 1 point when that foul was called. If Giannis falls out in that moment, Chicago doesn't
0: lose. Oh, we have a complete of a conversation.
1: Completely- I'm
0: just I'm just
1: sitting here like the Bulls for all the injuries they've dealt with for how bad they have played against Milwaukee the last 4 years to basically erase a 16 point first quarter deficit basically take it to my take it to Milwaukee the last 3 quarters of the game to lose mm-hmm. by 7 and losing by 7 when your three best players shoot a combined 34% mm-hmm. Milwaukee needs to take a long look in the mirror and be like this is not going to be a four game series that we expected it to be yes you might still sweep you might still sweep the Bulls just because the Bucks are a more talented team, but the Bulls are going to make Milwaukee earn these four games. It's not going to be the cakewalk that everyone expected it to be.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I again, I'm still I'm still rocking with Chicago, Chicago in six. I, I really am. Um, again, their big three, yeah, big three had a horrible shooting night. Yet defensively, you guys still kept the clamps on on this Milwaukee team. This
1: was the game that you could tell they missed Lonzo Ball.
0: You could definitely tell. You could tell. But again, like even even with everything, guess what? It took they won by seven, and you need you had to hope Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, and Vooch all had a horrible night at the same time to win by seven. And like you said, even if one of those guys doesn't have a horrible night, Bulls win. And like I said, one of them could have an and eh, night. Not even great, just a and eh, night. You can make a legitimate argument, and I will entertain it, that the Bulls could have won by five.
1: DeRozan, let's just do this for example. DeRozan was shot 54% during the year. That's what his field goal percentage was. He was 6 of 24 last night, which is 25%. If he goes 10 of 24, it's still only 41%. If he, goes 10 of, if he goes 10 of 24... That's eight points added to the Bulls' line right there. They end up winning by what? One
0: point. And that's
1: still having a 41% shooting night when
0: he's been shooting over 51% for the whole year. Yep. So, yeah. um, So, for everyone and for all the Bulls fans, don't panic. Don't get scared. It's all good. You guys will be fine. Just trust them. Trust the Bulls. You guys will be fine. Yeah, Big 3 had a horrible night. And it still it still took my Milwaukee my to give you everything they needed. Bulls and six. Relax. Now, the last one I want to talk about, because there's only one other really team really talking about right now. The Boston Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets. 115, 114. My mother used to always tell me. Always, she used to always tell me this. People will call you a fool until they see what you've been saying. Boston and five, you can lick our nuts. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dustin had to take, he had to go. So I'm going to read you guys the messages that I had from my boy, Amon. Me and Amon, we we were just chilling. We really were. We were just living our best life. Sunday, he messaged me. Jason fucking Tatum. Marcus fucking smart. What's up, Dustin?
1: I'm finishing it up on my phone.
0: You're good. And then smoking that Nets pack was my reply. He said, season four, I'm Uh-oh. on the boat with you. I said, yes, sir. NBA finals, here we come. And I was only joking about 20%. I I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. hold on. So first of all, Aman, I appreciate it. So second. Greg, he says you won by one point and you're cocky about that. We won, right? That's all that matters to me. That's it. That's all that matters to me. That's all that matters. At the end of the day, we won, right? So it's fine. I'm chilling. Please, keep, please clip this because after games five, six, or seven, Nets gonna be home. Smoking on that Nets pack. Boston was good on stats, but only won by one. Really, that's gonna win by six. I don't No, they're not. They're not, bro. I can't say. Telling you, listen. And I'm explaining y'all why I legitimately believe. And Dustin, if I'm on a line here, I want you to let me know. You are here to keep me in check. I'm going to tell you why I believe the Celtics are win. We have two superstars. We, well, we have one superstar and one borderline superstar. Right? And Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We got a guy in Marcus Smart who's starting to fill his role even better. In the playoffs, your rotation usually shrinks to about what? Seven, seven eight, eight guys, right? Seven, eight guys. No matter what seven, eight guys you put in that rotation, guess what? Each and every one of them are playing defense. Yep. 100 and 100%. There's only two teams I fear in the East. There's literally only two. There's only two teams that I'm worried about in the East. That is the Brooklyn Nets, who we are playing right now, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, stick. Outside of them – Outside of them, I am I'm I, I am willing to take my chances with anybody else in the East. I'm I'm good. I love my chances with everybody else in the East. And
1: I I said from day one that Brooklyn was gonna come out of the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And obviously I can't go back on that now just because they're in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not gonna go back on that at this point. But I will say This series is going to go seven games because they play each other four times a year in the same division. They know each other as well as anybody else. We saw Kevin Durant single-handedly almost eliminate Milwaukee on his own last year. Now he has Kyrie Irving with him to help him at least. If
0: you just cut off his big toe, he would have been
1: And then I will say whoever comes out of this series is going to come out of the East.
0: Ooh, I like it. Because, listen, I, was just saying, I got Celtics in six. I really do. By the way, someone said, who's going to stop Irving? We all know KD is going to be back next game. And I understand that. However, Kama, let's be fair. We all we know there's, Kyrie is due a game. He's yep. due one of those rough games. It's, I'm, not,
1: right. I'm not worried about Kyrie. I'm more I'm like not, Durant's going to get him. him at all. Durant's going to be Durant. He's going to get his. And right. you know what you're going to get out of Kyrie? The question is, is Steph Curry going to be that one that steps up? If Patty Mills was healthy, would Patty Mills be the one that comes off the bench and steps up? If Ben right. Simmons was in, is Ben Simmons going to step up? It's more so right. a, outside of Durant and Irving, who's going to be that third piece that can put him over the top?
0: Right. And 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 listen, I, I, I trust Jason Tatum going bucket for bucket with Kevin Durant. We've seen it before. We've seen them go bucket for bucket. So I'm okay with that. I'm also comfortable with... Jay, uh, with Jalen Brown going bucket for bucket with Kyrie. I'm okay with that because we've seen when he needs to, when Jason Tatum hasn't been playing, Jalen Brown has gone bucket for bucket with some of the best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So again, from those two perspective, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm fine with it. People are acting like Kyrie is going to go and did. And again, you're saying, oh, yeah, he did a good job last game. And that's fine because meanwhile, it and, and this just lets me know that, like, you're just you're, you're, you're trying too hard to defend Kyrie because every time Marcus Smart was on Kyrie, he got scared and begged for a pick and roll to get Marcus Smart off of him. Mm-hmm. He, did, he, he didn't want Marcus Smart. He didn't want Marcus Smart. He literally had to pick and roll him to get him off. And then towards the later part of the game, Marcus Smart couldn't play defense because they were calling like mm-hmm. – there were a couple of files called on him that was weird. There were a couple. It's oh, going right time. But then at the same time, there were a couple on Brooklyn. Like, like th- that offici- officiating team was so bizarre. Like one minute they were like, yeah, you guys got to play rough. And then when they would play rough, they would call a weird whistle on either Boston or Brooklyn. It was so, it was just weird. It was weird. It's like, either let them play hard, let them play rough and whatnot, or just tell them you got to play soft. Hey, I don't care which one you pick, but you got to pick one or the other. Because it's getting to the point where, like, they would say, oh, yeah, you're good. It's like. Um, anybody says I like I just like Brooklyn, and it's fine for you to like Brooklyn, but I'm just saying don't make it seem like Boston doesn't have a chance because we do. No, they do. We we they have do. we have a le- we have a legitimate chance. Now, again, me saying now, me saying, let me be honest. Let me let me be honest. Me saying Celtics and three, Celtics and four. That's just me being you know excessive. That's just
1: you being I, your fanboy,
0: right? Ex- thank you. That's just me being a fanboy. Let's just get that out the way, right? When I say that. That's me being a fanboy. And all all jokes aside, I have Boston at six. I really do. I have Boston at six.
1: I got, like I said, I have Brooklyn and seven. Just because I'm not gonna go back on the pick that I made since day one. I'll never do that unless the team is actually out of the playoffs. I did what? it when I did it for football because I had Kansas City in uh, the Rams. I had Kansas City and the Rams in the Super Bowl for, from day one. Both uh, of them uh, are left uh, at. Both of them were left that final Sunday of the playoffs, so I wasn't going to be like, "Well, I'm switching my pick to Cincinnati now." No, I had Kansas City and the Rams from day one, so I stuck with it.
0: Yeah. By the way, the Suns are going to sweep. I think we already know the Suns are going to sweep the Pelicans. And who, Suns, American, are gonna sweep, Suns are going Suns are going to sweep
1: the Pelicans. Miami should sweep Atlanta. I wouldn't be surprised, if Atlanta, wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta. I won't be surprised if Atlanta got a bounce. game.
0: They're going to get bounced the next round anyway. The Philly. Bro, they're 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 the definition of a fraudulent team. They're the Utah Jazz of two years ago, when they were the number one I seed. I the, wouldn't go that.
1: I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't call I'm them a fraud. The only thing that I say this year, though, unlike the Western Conference, the top four teams in the East are all separated by two games, which means any one of those four teams in the Eastern Conference can come out of the East theoretically because they all were in first place in the East at one point this year. Miami was in first in the east the longest time obviously but Philadelphia had the number 1 seed for a while Milwaukee had it for a while Boston I don't think ever had it but they got up to the number 2 seed which they are right now no, Chicago we had, we had Did you? it for
0: like yeah we had it for like a week
1: and then Chicago had it for a month earlier in the season like there's five or six teams in the eastern Brooklyn had the number 1 seed like there's five or six teams in the eastern conference who have held the number 1 seed at one point this year then you go to the western conference it's been two teams Golden State and Phoenix, and it's been Phoenix holding that one seed for the last five months. Mm.
0: Mm. Like I said, Miami is fraudulent. Um, it's just another waste of a number one, uh, number one seed. Um, they ain't gonna do shit. They're not making the Eastern Conference Finals. They're they're, they're gonna be in Cabo. So, this is literally just like I said. This is just another waste of a number one seed like the Utah Jazz that occurred a couple years ago. Period. I said what I said and I meant it. And then when they lose, I cannot wait to hear all these buffoon Miami Heat fans struggle with excuses and say, what, 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 what the game not fair. Okay. we have a dog shit team.
1: Are you ready? Are you ready to make the argument that the Atlantic division is the best division in the NBA? Four of the five teams made the playoffs. Um, Three of them were expected to be there, and then you have a Toronto team who played a lot better than what I think people gave them credit for, especially the second half of the season.
0: I, 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 I'll indulge that conversation. I'll indulge it.
1: Because you look at the center, Celtics, the center. It's
0: the Celtics, Celtics, Brooklyn, Knicks. Hawks and the Raptors. No, it's in the Atlantic? Um not 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 the Hawks, not the Hawks, not the Hawks. The uh the the Sixers the Sixers. It's the Sixers.
1: Sixers, Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, and Nets all made the playoffs, and realistically the New York Knicks were in the playoff hunt up until that final month. So you could have had that whole division get in. Mm.
0: I'll indulge that conversation. Because
1: then the Centrals only got two teams in, Bulls and Bucks. The Southeast only has two teams in the Heat and the Hawks. Then you go out West. The Pacific has two teams, Golden State and Phoenix. Yep. The Southwest has three, I, I think.
0: I wouldn't say. I, I think because here's the thing, like, you know what? Yeah, I, I think you can say that. And it's not like one of these teams is done at 500 either.
1: Like all these teams True. are ten game, 10 games above.
0: Right, I think outside. I think I think the Knicks are under five hundred.
1: Well, I'm saying the ones that made the playoffs, are like the four teams that got in oh, yeah, from the yeah. division, they're all like ten games above or more. So it's yeah. not like one of these teams snuck in just because they won the plan. Like New Orleans was 36 and 46, and they got in because they won the plan. No, these teams are right. legitimately ten games above all
0: four of them. Right. Well, we'll see. I, 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 like I said, I think you can make that argument. I really do. I I, I think you can make the argument. Because like you said, four, four like, you know, was it four teams? Four, four of the five teams, it, and they had all five. All teams of them that teams made it are over, yeah, like, and then, and then four, of the, four of those five, over 500, the ones that made it. I think, you, I'll be honest, I think you can make that argument. I, I'm not even mad, bro. I'm not even mad. I, I think you can make that argument. God damn, what a time to be alive. What a time indeed. And that's our division too, so let's go, man. GG's. GG's in the chat. But this has been another episode of the Prideful Takes podcast. Dustin, as always, bro, thank you for being here. I I really appreciate it. Go get some rest, bro. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, at Prideful Takes. If there's any news you guys want to talk about, feel free to tag us. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes and also on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Please give us a sub. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast up there, but we also have original articles. Text on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the Prideful Takes Podcast. If you have an iPhone, say, hey, Siri, play the Prideful Takes Podcast, and she'll take care of the rest. Don't you dare. Yeah, I just said it, and she started listening to me. As always, go to www.fatco.com. Use discount code Prideful Takes to get 15% off your, all your organic skincare needs. And your boy's going to be going live today. Facebook Gaming, Pride Gaming 22. I'll be live at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Come hang out with your boy. Dustin, I appreciate you being here, my guy. You got any final words?
1: I just want to wish Jake Arrieta a happy retirement as he has announced his retirement from Major League Baseball today. Um, For those that weren't big baseball fans, when he got to the Chicago Cubs, he put together a two year run that not many people have ever seen, where he basically went. 42 starts and posted a 0.99 ERA over 42 starts, losing one game from July of 2015 through June of 2016. And the only game that he lost was the no-hitter that Cole Hamels threw. Otherwise, Jake Arrieta would have had a perfect record over a 42-start span, which is something that hasn't been done since the Bob Gibson
0: days. Jeez, man. That just shows you, and that was an extremely dominant stretch. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, I think they said.
1: I think when I looked at it this morning, they said he had eighteen straight starts of allowing one run
0: or zero runs.
1: Man,
0: that just goes to show you, like he was, he was filthy. He was. He he he
1: wasn't filthy. He just basically said, "This is my game. You're not going to hit me today. Just go home and sit down."
0: True. That's that really what it was. That's that's really what it was. That's that's funny. But Dustin, appreciate you being here. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll be back here on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, y'all know what to do. Be safe. I knew where that was going. That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo battle. Quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's zone. 2 to Show. Hey, Otani center field, let's watch it go! Did several of those inside locations. Oh.